everyone. Welcome to Pop Sports Shorts. I'm Matt Sell. And if you're hearing me talk, it means that unfortunately Doc is not with us today, but that's okay. We're going to move on. We got our good friend Jared here from the Smoking Jays. How's it going, Jared? What's going on, Matt? Uh, it was a very busy week in the NFL. I'm, I'm hoping we can, uh, we can cover all of it accurately. I brought you on here to exclusively talk about Premier League football. I hope that's okay. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's perfect, move right into the perfect. NFL. So, so we're going to talk about why the Spurs suck? Yeah, we're going to talk about why Spurs are terrible. We're going to talk about why Tottenham get battered everywhere they go. And uh, that's pretty much all you need to know about the Premier League. All right. Okay, so that's fair. Why don't we, why don't we, roll, why don't we start out with uh, the good team here? Let's say Chargers 34, Char- or Chiefs 34, Chargers 28. Uh, this, was a, this was a fun game to watch. If these two... If we're talking about Patrick Mahomes versus Justin Herbert for the next 10 years in that division, sign me up because that was um, unbelievable. Yes, that was that was quite the exciting game. Um, it, it was certainly a great way to start off week 15. Um, God, it was like back and forth and back and forth and everything was tit for tat. Um, my, my only question is why the fear of punting, though? Yeah. Like, what, oh my God. Like how, how many fourth downs did they go for? I don't even remember because the game just stressed me out to the point where my brain went into shutdown mode. Nobody but, wanted to kick field goals or punt. Probably because they knew who was on the other side of the ball. That's the only thing I could think of. Um, both Herbert and Mahomes played so well. Um, but I, I, I have to give it up to, to my guy, Kels or Kelsey, I mean, call it what it is. That's all they call him. Um, it doesn't, Kelsey it, and I don't know if you are into music, but it feels when you say Kels, it feels like you're ending on like the high point of a cadence. Like you're, you know, if you're doing a two five one, you're ending on the five. That's what it feels like when you mm-hmm. say Kels. It doesn't feel like you're resolving his name. Correct. And and I can't do it. I try so hard to do it. I I just I can't bring myself to do it. So Kelsey um was just that he was a freight train he proved and it's funny he proved why he's such a dominant force in the nfl um and a fun little thing i heard was you know you look at these defenses playing against him and um you know he's not a very fast runner like i'm sure there's tight ends in the nfl that are faster runners than him and yet they just, no matter what the defense throws at him, they cannot stop him. He just goes and goes and goes. And he knows just how to kind of stutter enough to throw the, the defender off and come out and around real casually, get open in the right spot. And the, the chemistry with him and Mahomes, where Mahomes knows, okay, if I put the ball right about here, he's just going to get it. Um, obviously in the beginning of the season, there were plenty of miscues based on that style of play, but he just puts it in that spot and bang, there he is. And what a way to end the game. I mean, it was phenomenal. What a game, what a way to end it. What a, I mean, he, he has such good short area speed and what was crazy was just the way he was able to change directions in the middle of the field and nobody could close him down. Uh, it was an unbelievable run in after he caught that pass for a touchdown. And, you know, it wasn't that weird part of the game after the two teams tied where they decided they were going to arbitrarily find a winner, but otherwise just a you oh. know, good way to good way to end the game, I guess. Good argument for overtime, if you will. Yes, 
Yes, because if you would have just called the game as a tie, you wouldn't have had that exciting finish. Um, and I had to celebrate that exciting finish with Doc. Um, you, you can't see it, but the backwards hat, it's it's there. Jared's and it's wearing present a backwards and it's hat, strong. Doc. It looks great. I love it. I support it. I think you're way off on this one. Uh, but yeah. It's a great style. It really is. It's a, it's a really great style. And I mean, it really just, it lets it lets the kids know you're there you know, to, that mm -hmm. didn't sound right, but it just lets everybody know that you're there. You're cool. Oh yeah. Not that, yeah, not, that that's probably the better explanation. Yeah. Not like that, the original, not the original. Yeah. The way it came out just didn't sound right, but we're just rolling with the punches here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 431 uh, of 47, 410 yards, three touchdowns, just the one interception, which was a tip, right? I believe. Yes. Yep. And uh, as has been his MO this season so far, but otherwise, great game for him. Justin Herbert had that one 65-yard, like, unbelievable throw. He just, his arm is something else. And it still amazes me with him because nobody thought much of him coming out of college. And then it's not just that he's developed into a great quarterback. It's that he's hit the ground running, maybe had a few off games here and there, but consistently been just an unbelievable quarterback. How do you feel about having to face this guy for the next 10 years? Um. It is going to make for some very exciting divisional games. I will say that. I remember when I, I forget who exactly they were playing. They might have actually been playing the Chiefs. Now that I think of it, but Tyrod Taylor was was slated to go. He was all ready, and right at I mean, I remember turning on Red Zone, and right at the last second, they said um, he got some sort of uh, cortisone shot or something like that, and they had punctured his lung and this kid with their third string justin herbert was coming in and i said who like i i'll admit i don't really watch a whole lot of college football and i had no idea who justin herbert was and he came in and i saw that first game and i said oh this 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 kid's gonna be a problem and he is fantastic to watch so yeah the the mahomes herbert dimensional games divisional games got dimensional games that's a whole other show a whole other podcast um divisional games are going to be very exciting to watch for a while yeah i would agree i mean for me i i told him side note whenever i hear about like a doctor puncturing puncturing a lung with a cortisone shot i think of like james wood's character in any given sunday the team doctor who was yeah. like pushing steroids on all of them and everything like that um but yeah justin herbert was great i mean you're right the second he walked into the league he looks like he belongs he gets rid of the ball quickly he seems to know his protection it helps having elite offensive weapons we'll be real there but at the same time he just True. seems to know what's happening around him and have a great understanding uh, and awareness too of just when he needs to get rid of the ball and when he can extend plays so really fun to watch uh but he wasn't good enough to beat the best at it right now patrick mahomes and and what a time of year for the Chiefs to really be pulling it together. Um, I, I think I want to say that with that win, that they've really put a, a stop to the critics who are saying it was a, it was a very short run for them. And, and maybe they don't have everything they need because the criticism was very heavy in the beginning of the year. And I, myself included, I mean, I was very, very unhappy. Even with a couple of weeks ago with the Chiefs win, I was still unhappy. Um, they really showed, they showed grit. They showed the work um, and very much enjoy. I mean, 
I couldn't fall asleep for another good hour after that game was over because I had to come back down. But yes, uh, yes that 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 wreaked havoc on my nerves, but it was such a great win to watch. Yeah, that was a fun one. I mean, I just uh, uh, unbelievable game. Very happy. Very happy when we can get treated to a game like that in the NFL. Uh, how many straight wins is that now for the Chiefs? Set six, six in six. a row. I believe nice. that's six in a row. Good run for them. So, Good run for them. They're at ten wins now. Uh, I mean, they're in that uh, Patriots loss, which we'll get to next. There, so they're in that first. Mm. Uh, they're in that bye week now. Told you, Jared. No reason I, to worry. Good teams yeah, win those tight I, games where things look ugly. I, uh, I, I'm still. So looking at the remainder of their schedule, um, they've got the Steelers, who. Mm, not not super worried about um i i still don't think ben is what he was um the only thing that scares me is their secondary um cincinnati with joe burrow and joe burrow is an absolute animal and then they finish the season the regular season with denver who um, i figure we'll touch on very briefly had a fairly key injury um so that i'm not worried about so if they could win those three out I don't foresee them having any problem holding the, the top spot. Very good. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, so moving on to kind of the next game, and it was nice. I love Saturday night football. I know college throws the whole thing off, mm-hmm. but uh, big fan of Saturday night football. Uh, Colts 27, Patriots 17. So Colts jumped out to a 20 to nothing lead. And it was helped by two Mac Jones interceptions, which were just like for a Mac Jones hater like myself, just glorious interceptions to watch. Because what the Colts did was they opened up the game by taking away the middle of the field. They let him have those sideline throws. But as I always say, he just didn't doesn't have the arm strength to zip the ball in tight on the sideline the way Brady does and let the receiver turn up field. So what you saw was either passes over the middle were incompleted and the ones to the sideline where the receiver was coming back to them. So Little things like that, but the Colts did it well. They were also able to get pressure, caused two interceptions, and their defense pretty much ran out of steam in the second half, kind of fourth quarter you saw. On the other side of the ball, Carson Wentz was terrible. Uh, it is incredible that no the Colts surprise. were able to win this game. He, had, he was 5 of 12, 57 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and he probably could have had like four interceptions. He was actually – Mac Jones was really bad in the first half, Carson Wentz was actually worse and the Colts still had a 20 to nothing lead. Uh, I do have to hand it to Mac Jones. He really showed some toughness, came back and uh, almost brought the Patriots all the way back. It was a pretty actually impressive fourth quarter, second half, fourth quarter performance from him. Uh, And even despite what the Colts were doing on defense, he was able to find some open receivers in the middle of the field and make a couple of plays and, yeah, I actually do. As much as I want to say, I really enjoyed watching him struggle, but then I also do have to hand it to him. He really put it together and had a good game. And it was the kind of thing I've been saying, how is Mac Jones going to play when he has to play from behind? And he played pretty well. I commend you right off the bat on, I'm sure that that was very difficult. That was like <laughs> an addict admitting that they have a problem. Um, so I commend you on that. Um I don't his stat line was okay, but I, I really I still don't I still don't think as an overall long term solution. I, I don't think he's gonna 
I don't think he's going to be everything that the papers make him sound to be. Um, I, I, everything I've heard, again, I didn't watch the game, but everything I've heard was that it was very underwhelming. Um, but maybe it looked a little better because of Carson Wentz being Carson Wentz. Um, the games I saw of him in Philly were horrendous. So the fact that he struggled doesn't surprise me. Um, I, I was honestly surprised that the Colts took a shot on him and not tried to look for somebody else a little bit more efficient. But um, the, there was notably a, a missing game on Saturday because, correct me if I'm wrong, there were supposed to be two on Saturday. There were, were there really? What other game was there supposed to be on Saturday? And we'll talk uh, about There that was too. supposed to be two. Oh, cool. um, the Browns game was supposed to be Saturday. Oh yeah. And that's rescheduled for today. So there were some, I don't know too many of the specifics around it, but very quickly, I just want to put a bow on this. One thing with the Colts is they have struggled to hold second half leads. I mean, in the Jets game, the Jets were up or the Jets were down like 48 to 10. And, you know, I think they were able to make it a one possession game late. So this has been a common theme with the Colts. Even a few Patriots fans I was texting with Mac Jones had a couple of throws where he just blindly chucked it up into double or triple coverage and then the receiver made a play on it so even some of the Patriots fans I was talking to who were being a little honest were like yeah there's that was a very lucky play um but other than that I of course I have to get a little spite in at the end I can't just leave a full compliment uh but yeah Raiders Brown so that's rescheduled Jared and I are recording Monday right now so that's rescheduled for Monday at 5 p.m but do you want to give us a rundown of what happened there um, I don't remember the exact number, but there was uh, quite a few Browns. Um, there was not the Titans, because I know last year it was the Titans with uh, a severe number of players. Um, but basically the Delta, Omicron, Gamma, Zeta, whatever Omicron. Greek letter. Yeah, yeah uh, whichever variant is uh, wreaking havoc right now. Um, I, I saw a meme somewhere that this is not how I wanted to learn my Greek alphabet. Um, but the, uh, the, the variant that is currently going on, they are just wreaking, it is wreaking havoc on NFL teams. Um, and because of that, two games had to be rescheduled. Um, yeah. there was the Sunday game or a Saturday game rather with the Browns. Um, and, uh, I forget which game got rescheduled to Tuesday. So we will actually, Eagles we will have football and Washington football team yes. rescheduled. And then Seahawks and Rams were also rescheduled. Yes. So we will basically have, um, we'll have football almost every day this week. Um, you'll, you won't have football on Wednesday, um, unfortunately, but that's yes. okay. Cause then you'll have Thursday, saturday sunday monday like it's really going to be it's going to be fantastic um hopefully the browns will pummel the crap out of the raiders (laughs) i'm sure they i i don't know two 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 disappointing teams as far as i'm concerned two teams i had much higher hopes for uh yeah and wednesday's okay because that'll be the day to watch the matrix revolutions on hbo max yes or not revolutions uh whatever resurrection Resurrection. matrix resurrection that's right i'm actually revolutions was number three revolutions was three that's a good one actually got a lot of bad flack i thought i thought it was a good movie i am yeah uh, that's now we're broaching onto other podcasts on the network's territory but uh yeah um i 
I'm excited for Seahawks Rams, mostly because we have the uh, Seahawks first round picks. So I want them to lose. I want them to continue losing. So mm-hmm. that stays in as a good pick. Um, other ones I do want to touch on big shocker of the weekend. Lions 30 Cardinals 12 um, Lions jumped out on top pretty early and unbelievable performance from them. Uh, Jared Goff, three t- 21 of 26, 216 yards, three touchdowns. The defense was terrific. Uh, they just kept getting them to go three and out. Uh, how can, how can you not love Dan Campbell? Did you see his locker room speech? I, I did not, but I, I know that he is basically solidifying the case for coach of the year. Um, yeah. He really is. Their, their record does not speak to the environment there. Um, surprise, surprise. He's doing what Matt Patricia could not do. Yeah. But I don't think it has to do with Matt Patricia wearing backwards hats. I will say that. Um, I think it has to be with Matt he, Patricia he, sucking. That, that could be. It's my um, expert analysis. Yet another Belichick pro, um, Belichick tree member that just. Mm-hmm. You can call um, them prodigies because they're always, they're so disappointing, but they are prodigies when they come out of there. You know, the, I'll make the sure, argument. They always the come out looking one, great. The only good Belichick coaching tree hire was, man, I, I, the Jets made a mistake firing Mangini. I'll go to my grave saying this. Uh, Mangini was responsible for the <laughs> 06 and 07 drafts. And yes, they had their little collapse in uh, 2008, but that was due to Brett Favre getting an arm injury. And really the mistake was they should have been strong enough to bench Brett Favre. But Mangini helped build, Mangini set the foundation that Rex Ryan helped bring to the AFC championship game, but really they should have just kept Mangini. Anyway, Detroit <laughs> Lions, great game, big win for them. Um, they're actually, they're fun to watch. And it's the rare thing. It's the thing you can't say about the Jets. They are in every single game and the team plays hard. They don't have a lot of talent, but they also play hard. They're going to have a high pick. And then they have a lot of picks in this upcoming draft so that they could really, if they land on some guys, I mean, it seems like they've got the right coach. He's got them playing hard. Yeah. And, and it didn't help that Kyler Murray had uh, a less than Mac Jones performance. Um, no, he was not very good. 23 of 41, 257 with one touchdown and one interception. Um, their top receiver didn't even break 100 yards. Their running back did not break 100 yards. So against the – I don't know. I know. I know Dan always says not to sleep on the Lions, but – he loves them I, I for always, his betting because they always cover. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I just I have a hard time putting money on the Lions, especially against Arizona. I was absolutely shocked at that outcome, but um, yes. and they could have clinched a playoff spot. I think what Damn we're shame. heading for now is that uh, Jacksonville are just on a collision. Jacksonville are just such a dumpster fire that they are just on a collision course for another number one overall pick. But you know. Good thing we sent. Good thing Trevor Lawrence went there. He definitely wanted to go there instead of the Jets, for sure. You know, so, right? Because th- the Jets the would have been a terrible outcome for them. Yeah, and Jacksonville's yeah. way better, right? <laughs> well, clearly, uh, Urban Meyer wasn't the issue there either because they fired him, and the Jaguars looked flat yet again. Yeah, they did. They didn't look very um, good. Thirty to sixteen. Another flat game that I was very surprised about: Bengals Broncos. 15-10? Yeah, like, I, th- I, you know, I love a good 15-10 game. But, I mean, it It definitely uh, – I mean, what is it? Teddy Bridgewater got a really bad injury in that one. And yep. it was 
not pretty. So yeah, definitely, definitely a pretty flat game. But the Bengals, Bengals are arriving a little early, I would say. Like I think they were maybe planning to be good in like a year or two, and they're pretty much there now. I mean, that's a good football team. So yeah, Mixon. I mean, Mixon underperformed this week, fifty-eight yards. But Mixon is usually, um, if they can make the room for him, Mixon is definitely a, a series contender. Burrow, I just I I love the way Burrow commands the offense. Um, Me too, man. I I loved watching him the first year, and you know, unfortunately, his season got ended early. Um, Bridgewater's injury did not look good. Um, no. He was one of a couple really bad injuries this week. Um, just want to kind of skip through a couple of these games. Um, yeah. Do I? Can I see. do Jets twenty four, Dolphins thirty one? Oh yeah, by all means. I didn't know yeah. if you wanted to save that. And... Uh, no, might as well just get it over with. Uh, Zach Wilson. Band aid. Uh, yeah. So Jets jumped out to I think it was it was either seventeen or ten nothing lead. I think it was a ten nothing lead, and they were up seventeen uh, yep. three at one point. But Dolphins came back. Jets defense got off to a great start. I mean, they were getting pressure on Tua. They got an interception. They could have had a few more interceptions. I mean, he Tua looked bad to start this game, but. As tends to happen, the Jets' defense came back to earth and uh, I think gave up points on pretty much every remaining possession the rest of the way, except for in the fourth quarter, they did get a stop when they needed to to try to get the ball back. But looking at this game, Zach Wilson was 13-23, 170 yards. Quiet game, but he did well. Like, he started out well. He was getting rid of the ball quickly. He was, you know, they had a good game plan. And considering all of their receivers are injured and, you know, they're relying on, Braxton Berrios, Keelan Cole, and uh, yeah, it, Denzel Mims. It was just, you know, not great. So fact of the matter is they came out with a good game plan, but also Dolphins defense adjusted, came back to earth, and really dominated the Jets defense in the second half. It's tough because the Jets defense, it's like death by paper cut. They give up 10-minute drive after 10-minute oh. drive. So then it's like Jets defense gives up a 10-minute drive where they have like 10 third and ones converted against them and the other team scores and then you know the offense has been on the sideline for 10 minutes they come in go three and out and then the Jets defense goes back out there again and gives up another 10 minute drive and it's sort of like how's the offense supposed to get into any rhythm in that circumstance with a rookie quarterback it's one thing if you've got Patrick Mahomes but when you've got a rookie quarterback trying to learn and he sits on the bench at for 10 minute stretches at a time between going three and out I just don't expect I don't see how you're going to expect any kind of efficiency or consistency there um would be a still wasn't a blowout though no it was a fun game until i mean it was a good game to watch until the end and i mean it really did you know late late on when it looked like the jets weren't going to do anything to us through an interception that got returned for a touchdown it was it's a fun game to watch um but ultimately the better team won which was the miami dolphins so i'm not going to beat the jets up over it the jets are in an evaluation year as i've said a million times we're trying to see if some of these young they're trying they're throwing out a lot of young players and they're trying to figure out where the holes are and the holes are clearly on the defensive side more than the offensive side. I mean they right. definitely need some offensive line help. They could use a they could use one more receiver, but the fact of the matter is that defense is not an NFL defense. I mean those cornerbacks are Bryce Hall's been pretty good, Michael Carter, the second's been decent, but like you know, you know where the holes are now on the defensive side. Well, and and the offensive side clearly your hole is your quarterback since he's a bust. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't Too help early. that one. Couldn't help that one. 
too early. Um, uh, any other any other parting thoughts on the Jets? No, none. That's all I want to say. No. I don't need to take too much time. <laughs> um, tapping on a couple others. Uh, Saints Bucks. Ha ha. So funny. Brady I put mean, up a beautiful goose egg. It's you know um, Tom Brady not from a clean pocket without two of the best receivers in the NFL, and suddenly he looks like uh, Zach Wilson. Of course, I started him over Matt Stafford in my fantasy team, and Brady put up a dud. I think he gave me four points this week, so great job, Brady. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. So when I get knocked out in the first round, um, where was he? He was, yeah, 26 of 48, 184 yards, one interception, no touchdowns, clearly. Um, how do you put up a goose egg on the Saints? Saints I mean, I know their dominance over the Bucks. Just their weird dominance over the Bucks. Even the Jets I mean, I know that his defense. Yeah. Um, the injuries didn't help. Um, they lost a couple of big players, um, namely. Uh, oh, no. wow! Wow! I just completely blanked on their receivers' name. Holy moly! Oh, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans both went out. Oh, Mike Fournette. Evans. I think That's... Fournette went out as well. So uh, that doesn't fare well for the Bucks for the rest of their season. I guess they won't be uh, repeat champs. Shucks. <laughs> no more rinks for Brady this year. Yeah, he's um, disappointed. Yeah, it really breaks my heart on the inside. Um, not at all. I love watching Brady get beat around. Um, Packers, Ravens. Um, another, another one I was a bit surprised about. Not really. I lied. Um, I, I, I've made it very clear. I don't think that highly of Lamar. Uh, I don't think poorly of him, but I don't think that highly of him. So to see another quarterback step in his spot and and almost pull it off really doesn't surprise me. Um, but Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers with his stupid men bun hair. Um, this game came down to, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is just unbelievable as always. Yeah, you can't leave him any time. Um, yeah. Niners, Falcons. I, I foresee, along with Big Ben, I foresee Matt Ryan finally hanging it up. Um, I can't see him really pushing forward much longer. Uh, decent. Their defense is the biggest problem. True, true. Um, the defense was very porous, which is because uh, I, I also don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo is very good. So, no. I mean. Great game yesterday. They're, uh, yes um texans jags we touched on steelers titans snoozer yeah. i know you don't need to hit on these yeah. <laughs> um I, i'm looking forward to seahawks rams um eagles and and football team i don't nah. um but 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 um but i am surprised that dallas won given how lackluster Dak played, which is surprising to me, considering how he started the season. Dak started the season very hot, playing very, very well, and did not. 28 of 37 for 203. Yeah, it was like, an okay game from him. It wasn't, he kind of managed it a little bit. I mean, I wonder if they just came out there and they just knew the Giants weren't going to really score against them, but it was not his best game. No. And it, they really, 
they rode the defense. I mean, they they put the saddle on the defense and just let them do their thing. Um, Which is not something you thought you'd say about the Cowboys. No, no, because defense years, is clearly not their specialty. No, yeah, but they've been pretty good. Um, the Giants, I, 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 I almost wish Doc was here to hear what his defense of the Giants would be, but I'm sure it's there's really not anything. Um, uh, soft, Mike Glennon. I'm going to go ahead and speak for him. He's going to tell you they're soft. Um, they're not well coached. Mike, uh, their coach needs to be fired. Yeah, Joe Judge. I almost said Mike Judge. Uh, Joe Judge stinks. And I feel like I've Dan uh, hit us in the comments if we haven't hit on all of them for you, but I think that covers it. Yeah, um, and then uh, Mike Glennon just couldn't cut it, so they ended up bringing in Jake Fromm, aka Jake from State Farm. Yeah. Um, Damn. Just, just did not, did not play well. Did not get it done. Um, Saquon Barkley fumble. Good, uh, good second overall pick. Yeah, great. Yep. Uh, just keep doing that, Giants. Keep, keep drafting like that. Uh, yeah, I thought Booker was. I mean, I think the numbers back it up, but Booker was definitely more effective than Barkley, um, and with less carries too. So it's interesting. I didn't really. I will admit, I didn't watch much of this game or the highlights. Uh, I just didn't think I needed. I, you know, it's the kind of thing I want to let Dan have that. But since Dan's not here, yeah. we'll. Uh, We'll just say that um, Dan agrees you should never that drafting Saquon Barkley second overall was the worst draft choice in the modern era. I think we can say yep. Dan totally agrees with that. Uh, he, you know what? I shouldn't do this because he's definitely going to tarnish me if I don't come on some week. So we'll go with uh, Giants are soft. Joe Judge, not the guy, and uh, Mike Glennon definitely sweep. not the guy. Uh, yeah, no. Um, hundred percent agree on that. Um, yeah, very, very. Just, I mean, the box sport box score speaks for itself. Just very, meh. Yes. Um, I, I, I think of this week. I mean, barring our our two games today, um, and then the game for tomorrow. Uh, I, I think the big winners this week. Uh. The Chiefs clearly yes. winning that that solid number one spot. Um, the Packers clearly continuing their dominance of the NFC and the Omicron variant for helping us out and giving us football essentially almost all week long. Literally the um, only time that anything has ever benefited us from this god-awful uh, pandemic. Agreed. Yeah. 100% um, agreed. Cool. Any, any final thoughts on the NFL before I make you listen to me talk about the Premier League? Um, I am curious about Minnesota at Chicago. Um, I am curious about Seattle at the Rams. Um, I feel like the Rams are poised and very well due to come back and really fire on all cylinders. Um, could not care any less about Vegas at Cleveland because I, I don't, I don't care. I just want to see Vegas get beat up which I don't even know if the, the Browns can do that given their – I forget exactly which players, but there are a couple players short. Um, they are and pretty then, far short of a complete roster. I think yeah, that, and uh, then Washington and Philly 
neither one of them is is contending for a playoff berth long term. They might think they are, but they're not. So uh, the NFC as a whole is um, just very disappointing. So I don't like with the, the exception extra. of Green Bay. I don't like the extra wild card spot. I'm not going to lie. It's we got like these teams that are like, you know, seven. We've got these mediocre teams that are competing for these spots. And it's just, you know, I say that as a fan of a truly bad team, but it's just weird when you see like, oh, five and seven in the hunt. Like, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of it. I say go back to the two by weeks and the way it was. I, th- I don't think anything was broken before. Now, what is it? The top, the top seven right? Yeah. Because the, the first team gets the overall buy. first team gets the bye week. And then the other three, the other six play each other. So right now your number seven teams are Buffalo, which is surprising and new Orleans, new Orleans. Uh, come I'm, on. <laughs> and there's a lot of other bad teams in that hunt too. It just yes. seems weird to me. I'm not a big fan of it. No, I, I could have done without, um, or, or make it eight and have the first, the top two teams get a buy. Although right now the top two teams would give you KC and new England and green Bay and Dallas. So yeah, nobody wants yeah. to see, nobody wants to see sub 500 teams in the playoffs. It just, cause the whole point is you're supposed to prove yourself over the season that you're good enough to be in the playoffs. Yep. And those, I don't know, adding one extra team isn't always doing that, but we move on. It's the way it is now. Uh, the NFL doesn't care about the fans. They just care about the extra game and the extra revenue and all of that. So it is what it is. Um, speaking of, so yeah, my final thoughts on the NFL, looking forward to uh, looking forward to the draft at this point as a Jets fan. And you are looking forward to those playoffs. You guys got to win out though. I think the Patriots aren't going to lose another game. Um, and, and I don't really foresee uh, just the way that they've been clicking, I, I, I really don't foresee a, a loss in the next three weeks. Certainly not a Bridgewater-less Broncos. Um, I, I don't know. I just don't see it. Uh, like I said, I mean, we're we're looking at Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, at Cincinnati, and at Denver. Mm, the only one I'm really concerned about is at Cincinnati. So... Even then, I think I, you guys should be able to overwhelm them. I mean, you're you guys are hitting form right now, clearly. Yep. Um, all right, so moving on to the other football, which Jared's never stayed with us on this before, but he's going to stay and uh, babysit me a little bit and make sure I don't get too far off the rails. But uh, or 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 to stoke the fire, whichever. Or to one. stoke the fire, yeah. So we got a couple of games. We've had uh, the Premier League's been hit by COVID pretty hard, so they've had a lot of postponements, a lot of cancellations. Uh, Spurs were the first team to really get postponed. They had a few. And then West Ham had their match postponed against Norwich this weekend. And it's honestly probably not a bad result. We haven't done a podcast since, but on Wednesday of last week, West Ham lost 2 nothing to Arsenal. And I mean, that was a tough one. Arsenal deserved all three points. Arsenal came out pretty strong. They were pouring on the pressure on West Ham. They had a lot of shots and shots on target too, and were creating a lot of chances. Uh, West Ham couldn't really find a foothold in this one. You're really seeing that they miss having Cresswell, Ogbonna, and uh, Zuma. And I mean, losing your, not many teams can survive losing their entire back four. But when you have defenders that constantly are needing help, it's hard to get the ball out and kind of break down other teams, you know, counterattack, get the ball out, break down other teams, anything. And you really saw what Arsenal did was they went after Masuaku at left back. Uh, you just, you always knew as a West Ham fan, Cresswell was good, but really, 
not having Cresswell has been a problem for this team. You see it on their set piece delivery. You see it defending. They just didn't have any. Saka was just owning Matsuaku down that side. So not too much that needs to say about this. West Ham deserved to lose. Uh, when they were down one nothing. Um, Soufal took a second yellow. Um, his first yellow was questionable. The second yellow was also questionable, and they gave a penalty, which Arsenal missed, but at the same time put West Ham down to 10 men for the last little bit of that game. Was a little frustrating because they were starting to show signs of maybe being able to at least put some competency going forward, and the refs just kind of came in and shut it right down with that, what I thought was a pretty bad card. Um, but it is what it is. Dan was happy. Uh, you know, uh, Spurs finally got to play this weekend. So there were only four matches this weekend. There was Leeds Arsenal, Newcastle Man City, Wolves Chelsea, and Spurs Liverpool. So we'll talk about Spurs Liverpool, and I'll speak on behalf of Dan. Uh, great performance by Spurs. They It was a draw. It was 2-2, but it was a really – game was not for lack of excitement. Um, fun game to watch. Spurs, for my, my, my eyes, had the better of the chances, and I think the XG backed that up. They beat Liverpool on XG. Um, Kane should have been sent off for a pretty reckless challenge, but he wasn't. Uh, you know, big, big, big Dan says it's not big club bias. He says it's big player bias, which may actually be a good point. And a lot of those big players just happen to play for the big clubs, but Kane made a pretty reckless challenge and he should have been sent off. But otherwise a uh, huge point for Spurs to come away with a point from Liverpool and Liverpool had Andrew Robertson sent off in the 77th minute for uh, what shouldn't have been a sending off. It was a weird red card, but uh, Spurs, I don't, Jurgen Klopp was going off after this game about how the referee was the worst he's ever seen. But yes, Liverpool had more of the possession, but possession is kind of a dumb stat in certain cases, especially when you're talking about a team that's going to try to play on the counterattack like Spurs did. And, you know, Spurs had many chances to win this game. They probably should have gotten all three points for my eyes. Uh, so hopefully that I, does I have a, some justice. I have a stupid question Go Just for, it. for my better understanding, because clearly not being the resident uh, Premier League fan. So when you guys say they're big player and and big club friendly, is that like the the NFL equivalent of how Tom Brady takes a dive or a, a very obvious over overacted fall and immediately all the yellow flags start flying? Yes, like that's 100 percent. So what happened two weeks ago, and Dan's not here to challenge me and interrupt me on it, which is great. So what happened a few weeks ago was Manchester United. So the big, the big six are Manchester United, Manchester City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham Hotspur, and Chelsea. So Dan's a fan of one of the big six teams. He's a little bit of a plastic there, you know, um, but he's not here to defend himself. We should... I got to stop. All right. You got to have fun though. A few. I, I get in a few. So those are the big six teams. And what happened last weekend was, and I ranted about this on the last podcast, but all of them played poorly, except um, Spurs didn't play and Arsenal actually played really well. But the other four played poorly and the refs gave them all questionable decisions to basically help them get wins in those games okay. where they got penalties and you watch it and you're like, that is not a penalty. And how can you make that? How can you call that on the field? And then the Premier League, you know, we have replay in the NFL. They have something called VAR, which VAR is video assistant referee, which is basically another referee watching the slow-mo and they're in the main ref's ears and they're telling him, hey, that was a goal. That wasn't a goal. That was a penalty. You should go take a look at that on the monitor. And they're supposed to be there for a clear and obvious error. 
And that's like the gray area of it is nobody understands what a clear and obvious error is anymore. Cause when the ref makes a clear and obvious error, VAR's just upholding it and just rubber stamping it. So it's kind of silly. And maybe there's not bias for the big six clubs, but it seems to exclusively happen for the big six clubs. Whereas, you know, we have a West Ham have a player named Mikel Antonio and he's a big guy. Like he's a big, strong guy. And for anybody that's played soccer at any point, if you come up against a guy who's playing striker or forward and he's a big, strong guy, you fell the shit out of that player because you Mm -hmm. know, refs aren't going to really call it um, because they're bigger. But you also know the moment that player knocks you over, it's going to get called a foul. And you see that with Antonio. And I say that, it's not a great defense of my argument because I'm pointing out that this also happens at the youth level or even the pickup level, but you know, you'll see Antonio get tackled from behind, like not tackled like a slide tackle, but like NFL tackled from behind when he has the ball and it's a no call. And then somebody, you know, somebody on Liverpool dives and does like a really dramatic fall and it is a card or something like that. So it's a little frustrating. It's a hot topic right now because it's almost like, everybody's heard the criticism and the league's almost leaned into it more by giving more and more of these calls. So Dan's counter argument, which I should represent here is that it's not a big club thing because he says Liverpool outranks Spurs, which he's right, you know, um, but it's a big player thing. So Kane doesn't get a card for a reckless challenge, but then, you know, somebody on Liverpool who's not uh, Mohamed Salah gets a card. So it's just, he says it's a big player thing. And the coincidence is that, the big players are all on those big clubs, which that's the other thing with how that works. Yeah. So there's no draft in the premier league. What it is, is you build through your academies, you build by buying players from other clubs. And eventually if you have a really like world-class player, it's hard to hang on to them because none of the middle size to smaller clubs can pay them what they deserve. So they end up getting sold to one of those bigger clubs. Like, you know, those big players on those clubs get like a quarter of a million dollars a week. They, everything's Jesus. weekly, which is, it's okay. actually not as much as maybe a baseball player, an NBA player, and maybe like, I would say the salaries at that level are in line with like hockey salaries, if that okay. helps you kind of keep it there. Except when it comes to like Messi and Ronaldo, like those next jet, those next tier, like top tier five guys in the world that are like that get paid a shitload of money. Um, but everybody else, it kind of falls somewhere into like the hockey range, I would say. Okay. So West Ham might, their highest player makes. So I think 250 K a week is like 9 million a year. I want to say, you know, West Ham's highest paid players, like 120 K a week. So like 5 million a year. So that's kind of the pay scale that you would look at. Um, but yeah, those guys always end up on those big clubs. And so then because those big clubs have all those players, that's why they get all the calls. Uh, sort of makes sense, but it's still frustrating because my club is trying to do something special, which if they finish in the top four, if they finished six last year, which was incredible, it was probably one of the best seasons I've had in my life. If they finish in the top four, that's like one of the best seasons. That's like historic basically, because it's hard to, it's hard to displace any of those six clubs um, because they have those budgets and resources to always have squad depth and better players. Um, and so then when you have, calls going against you that decide games it can be an incredibly frustrating thing as a fan right uh west ham had their match canceled this weekend and it was probably for the better because all the players look pretty gassed because they have a really thin squad um and otherwise so west ham and spurs play wednesday in a different competition called the league cup so dan and i will be at each other's throats in the group a little bit for that you'll see 
Uh, I'll admit that one's going to hurt if we lose because uh, we knocked out Manchester City and Manchester United, which is, you know, a big deal to knock those two clubs out of a competition. And it's a knockout competition. It's more like, it's like a playoff that happens during the season. Okay. In the, is the best way to describe it. So, you know, we knocked out two of the bigger clubs and it's going to hurt if we lose to Spurs, but Spurs are in really good form right now. And I have a bad feeling about that one. Um, otherwise Wolves, Chelsea, zero, zero, uh, Wolves just kind of sat back, didn't really give Chelsea an opportunity and Chelsea are really struggling now. Uh, I think they're, they're sort of starting to lose touch with the leaders for the title race. So that's going to be one to watch. Arsenal just pummeled leads four to one. Uh, they looked like 2012 Barcelona in the first half and then kind of sat back a little in the second half, but Arsenal now in fourth and they're starting to put some distance there. So Dan and I are both unhappy about that. Manchester city four, Newcastle zero, uh, Another one where there should have been a penalty awarded to Newcastle and inextricably, it's just not given and nobody can give an explanation as to why, but it's not like man, it's not like Newcastle. were going to win this one. They lost four, nothing city are just really starting to assert themselves in the title race, Liverpool dropping points to Spurs and Chelsea dropping points to wolves. It's looking like it's going to be cities to lose, which is what I predicted. So haha, Dan, and that's all I've got on premier league. Jared, um, before we uh, wrap up, you got any other thoughts? Um, any questions about anything we've gone over on the Premier League? I have so many. So yeah. Many. Um, You're, you I, were, I, 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 I wish Dan to, were here. Maybe because next season. I wish maybe Dan next were season here. at the beginning. I'll, I'll dive in and I'll really try to be more in tune with it. Because what I, I would describe spurs to liverpool too as an exciting tie yes nobody came away with all three points they both got a point and yes you walk away with that sour taste but it was a pretty exciting tie and if if you're dan in that one that's a big point for tottenham and that's a big deal because spur it's it comes down to two why ties can be exciting is because the clubs aren't on equal financial footing and because certain clubs just have so much better squads than you know other clubs to get a point if you're Tottenham from a club like Liverpool who are in the title race is a big deal. And that's big later because everybody plays each other twice. So if okay. somebody you're in competition with for a spot lost to Liverpool, but you got that point, and then maybe you're equal in other places, that can be a big point there. So And that makes all the difference coming into the playoffs. Which there's See, not that of. I can understand. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thus, so this is further eliminating the need for ties. No, it's better. So there's no playoffs in the Premier League. And here's why, Jared. It's not necessary. Every team plays each other twice, once at home, once on the road. So there's 20 teams, 38 matches. By the end of the season, whoever's in first has earned it. There shouldn't be some system where you can allow one elimination game. I mean, you've basically decided who the best team in the league is, who the second best team in the league is, because everybody plays each other twice. It's probably one of the most fair systems in the world. So what there is though so there's no playoffs but top four make something called the champions league which then what the champions league is you've got the premier league you've got you know the italian league Serie A, you've got the french league the top teams from all of those leagues play each other in the champions league during the next season and it's like kind of a world cup style competition that takes place simultaneous to the next season and that's another part of why those big clubs are so um 
they can perform well is they have such big squads that they can play in all these different competitions and not exhaust their players. Whereas that just sounds, it's a little confusing. The best way to understand it, people don't really, Americans have a tough time understanding it until they play FIFA. Then you kind of get the hang of it because you know, you can qualify for the champions league and, but like West Ham are in something called Europa league, which is like the next tier league winner of Europa league actually gets a champions league spot. So West Ham have that potential, but um, West Ham have been really struggling because they have such a thin squad with playing two, basically two games a week for the entire Mm. season so far. So yeah, no playoffs. Sorry. Had to stop you there. (laughs) And it's better. We trust me. If you, once you get into it, you get into it. If you're, if it's meant to be, you'll get into it. Uh, we'll keep pushing you. Well, I, I, like I said, I'll, I'll give it the valiant effort and I will certainly try. Um, cause I feel like there's times where I'm listening and it's like, I, I want to understand what you're saying. I know you're saying words, but mm. it's like, if you had like, just some lawyer talking to you, Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's basically like you're listening to two lawyers talk about something um very legal but yeah no it's it's cool uh just don't be uh just don't be a plastic don't because it, it comes down to this so you get into it for different reasons other than wanting to see your team win is the weird part you know it what i would say is if there's a club that speaks to you or you kind of you look into this club and you're like, wow, this, I love their history. I love the fans. And then you go to a game and it just speaks to you go for that. That's how it worked with West Ham for me. Like West Ham are never going to win the premier league unless they get bought by some oil tycoon or something like that. It's just not going to happen. But it is really fun right now. They're in this great period where we've got a great manager and we're pushing on, we're pushing against the door of that next level and giving those teams trouble. And it's just a lot of fun to be a part of as a fan. The only team that I've, I'm super familiar b- before hearing you guys talk about it. The only team I was very familiar with was Manchester United because of Euro trip. So yes, yes, the where they take the channel. The, yeah, and the, that's the all I remember about that. Guys, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, miscuzzi, miscuzzi. Yeah, and they're driving on the ro- they're driving on the left side of the road and screaming at everybody. That's what I remember mm-hmm. from that movie. Um, yeah, yeah, Manchester United is a famous club. I mean, that's one. If you got into soccer in the '90s for the Premier League, you were probably a Manchester United fan because it was the only games you could catch on TV. And then you can kind of put a map on this. Like when Dan got into it, is sort of when people were starting to get into Spurs because they were kind of where West Ham are now, which is like knocking on the door of approaching that next level. But then Spurs actually did for a little while break into that next level. And that's why they're considered one of the big six because they broke into it at the right time where a lot of new people were getting into the game. So now they have a huge worldwide fan base as a result of that. Basically of hipsters who thought they were getting in on the ground floor of something special. And it turns out they're not. All right. So I think that wraps it up. You know, you know why hipsters always drink hot coffee, not iced coffee. Why? Because they got into it before it was cool. (laughs) I'm going to steal that. That's a good one. I like it. Um, That's Spurs fan. So, uh, that's my contribution to that. Um, right. I'll get there. Um, You'll get there. That was a good. I. I well. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm, we're not going to push you into it because I know you've got some qualms about it. But I think once you get over some of those qualms, especially around ties, um, mm. you'll start to see it's 90 minutes. You can count on it being 90 minutes with a 15 minute half, which is the nice part. So, it's not like an NFL game where you're like, maybe it's going to be over at four, or maybe it's going to be over at five or you're setting aside four hours of your day to watch. 
it's in the morning because of the time difference. The games, because there's not going to be overtime or anything like that, you could usually set aside like an hour and 45 minutes and it's done. It's very nice. I love it. I'm, I'm putting that on the docket for the new year as well as Formula One. Okay. Yeah, Those that one. Two big ones. Apparently some stuff happened there, but I don't think either of us could get into that. I bet Dan will know about that. I have probably, a feeling. I have probably. a feeling. He seems that like, seems he knows like something he would just be like, oh yeah, Formula One. And then he can rant about what happened because everybody who knows it seemed mad. All right. Uh, I'm sure. So. Well, I, I appreciate you having me again. Um, yeah. Thanks, Jared, the, for coming uh, on. Go check out the Smoking Jays. Talks. Yes. 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 We actually had a very, uh, very interesting episode at the beginning of the 12 Days of Christmas content marathon about holidays, which seems very fitting. Um, also, if you are a um, DC or Marvel fan, um, a couple of us were on the uh, Cinematic Universe Year in Review, where we just basically recap the entire year. So um, go back and check that out some it's interesting awesome. takes on all of that. Yeah. And uh, so check out that, check out the Smoke and Jays and all the other great fourth wall pop network shows that you can check out right in the feed. You're listening to this podcast. And uh, Jared, any final thoughts? Um, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, Merry Christmas, Festivus, all of your assorted holidays. And uh, yeah, look forward to the rest of week 15 Looking forward to week 16 and the inevitable uh, Chiefs first round bye. Yes, I think so too. All right. And backward hats. And backwards hats. Let's, uh, I'm thankful this year for backwards hats for sure. Uh, that, was, that was Thanksgiving. But anyway, I'm still thankful for it. I continue to be a month later. All right. Yep. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. And uh, have a good one. Take care. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Pop Sports Shorts. Uh, I'm Matt Sell. As you can probably hear me introducing it, uh, not the usual. Doc is not with us today, but we are joined by our good friend Eric from the Smoking Jays. How's it going, Eric? Jared. Jared. Okay, let's just start this again. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what the saddest part Eric. is? I was just going to roll with it because it's been my entire <laughs> life. My entire life. <laughs>